Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. The only podcast that combines teachers having an honest conversation over a couple of beers. So hey, grab a beer, take your seats, and listen in. If you'd like to contact us, we are at Classroom Brew on social media or classroombrew at gmail.com. But for now, let's start the show. Post-student teaching life, are you going to have a chance to like get things in order and like organize? Because I remember my place that I was living at after student teaching was just a mess because mm-hmm. I just put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what this week is for you? Yep, this week, um, well, I tried a little bit <laughs> this week, um, catch up on my, all my appointments, Sure. try to clean the house, try to clean my room. <laughs> um, we're also, I'm going to move at the end of next month. So I have to oh, kind okay. of start getting ready for that. How long have you been in your current place? A long time, actually. I think like, I want to say three years. Three years? Yeah. So. Kind of sad. <laughs> I am. Um, but it's, it's time. Like I actually co-own it with two other people. Okay. And so two of us who own it are currently living there with another roommate. And then the other person who co-owns it wants to move in. Um, again, but like oh. with her partner and a cat. And so it's, yeah. And me and my current roommate are both allergic to cats. So oh. we gotta, oh. we gotta go. Um, <laughs> the cat one out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. Well, cool. um, that's, that's exciting though. Cause now you, so you're going to, you're going to lease it out, right? If you're an owner of it or. Yeah, actually. Well, I think the great thing is that I won't have to do that because my, the, the co-owner who's going to move back in with her mm-hmm. partner, um, they are just going to cover the whole thing oh, and they're okay. just going to take over the whole thing. Oh, that's nice. Then. Which is really nice. Yeah. So you really, you can, wherever you get a job, you can go that's out and, true, move yeah. and not worry about a cat. And <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm hoping to kind of stay in the same neighborhood though. Um, sure. yeah, I, I've been in the same neighborhood for about six years almost okay. ever since I've been so in you Chicago. Got, you got your niche. Yes. You don't want to leave that niche. I don't Definitely. blame you. Yeah. I so I love it. Yeah. I could see that. I don't, Katie and I were thinking about it too moving but she also works she just got a new job literally a half a block that way oh wow so it's like mm, can't really unless we get a place like a block south we can't really do it but right <laughs> totally all right well do you want to get started then? sure yeah. all right welcome back to classroom brew this is episode 30 something no clue at this point uh, if you've been a constant subscriber and listener thank you so much for the support make sure you also check out other great indie podcasts around the world with hashtag two pods a day uh, if you also could check out hashtag teacher pods where there's other great teacher podcasts around the world. As you know, Classroom Brew is featured on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and I'm probably forgetting something. Sorry about those, but we're not quite sponsored, so it's okay. This week, I've actually got uh, my buddy Sam on. And Sam, we met in grad school. You've been on the podcast before. Yes. Welcome back. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so you are in like one of the more exciting times in your teaching career. <laughs> exciting is um, another word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the most exciting times when you retire, I guess, right? Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you just, you passed the TPA, you're licensed, you finished up student teaching, you got the master's degree and now it's time for whatever is next. Yes. <laughs> A daunting task. Very. Yeah. So, um, without going into it too much, like details, like no names or anything like that generally where did you student teach like what was it like there you've kind of talked about it a little bit on actually no you you hadn't been placed yet the last time you were on oh this that's right okay yeah Woo. yeah well i got placed a uh, neighborhood school um kind of um 
close to home, which was nice. It mm-hmm. took me, I mean, it was about two miles from home, so not too far. So probably like a, a 45 to <laughs> two hour drive. <laughs> yeah, right. Approximately that much. Chicago. Uh, <laughs> no, it would take me between a half hour and 45 minutes to get there. On For two miles? The, oh yeah, gosh. for um, transportation. Oh, it I, yeah. Because I had to take two buses because it's like two directional. <laughs> okay. How I was getting there. So. And if you miss it, then. Oh right. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was there, um, I was teaching a world studies class and a, uh, it was kind of interesting. There's like a law academy. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like a, a criminal psychology course. Got That's right. Cause you're you're nervous about it, but uh, yeah. How'd it go? It actually went really (laughs) well. I got pretty lucky. I had, um, the three units that I taught. One of them was the role of the police and I, I'm in personally interested in that myself. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in Chicago, right? Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the second unit was like a curriculum that was kind of given to me, kind of like a kind of civic engagement type um, mm-hmm. curriculum. And then the third unit was on like eyewitness, like what what the role of the eyewitness is. Sure. Um, so that was actually new and interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I was, but I'm actually really interested in memory. So. Um, that unit was interesting because eyewitnesses have a lot to do with how people remember things. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the way that it kind of like rosy retrospection as well as the way that things kind of shift and contort and we all do it too. Exactly. It's just part of the way your mind works, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. That's cool though. How much leeway did you get from your mentor teacher or or how hands off or hands on uh, were they like, did you get a lot of freedom? Were they mm-hmm. in the room constantly or did they kind of say, Hey, you, you develop your own relationships. I'm going to leave as if you were the teacher. What was that kind of like? Yeah, I got, I feel like I had a really great experience with that. Um, mm-hmm. it worked really well. I had two, um, cooperating teachers. Okay. Um, they each kind of let me observe for the first couple weeks. Um, so I was in there, the students were getting used to me. Um, and then at quarter, um, I just took over all the classes. Okay. All at once. Yeah. All at once. So that was interesting, but <laughs> a little bit before then I was doing a little like kind of pre-work, but, sure. um, and they, you know, they stayed in occasionally, they gave me feedback, they observed. And then at some point they were just like, okay, you got this. <laughs> and they were mostly like out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, take the wheel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then towards the end, they started coming in a little bit more again, have the, sure. you know, the students get used to them again. Oh, right toward the transition. Um, yeah, then. like, yeah, at the end of my student teaching. Sure. Um, but yeah, and they would be in occasionally, um, but not that often. Okay. Um, Enough to get your observation notes in for yep. the program. and Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and uh, a couple incidents, which we might talk about later. <laughs> oh, <geez>. uh, <laughs> now, so. now I, oh man, I'm looking forward to that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those always pop, pop up right when you're getting yeah. observed, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I had one cooperating teacher came back in for like a day because of something that happened with students, but got it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so aside from getting to, uh, <laughs> this incident that, uh, happened, what was like, uh, well, I guess your first two weeks you were observing, but, uh, within that first three to four weeks. So after it was Sam's in the room, Sam's the teacher. I'll just say Mr. Sam's. So we don't use any last yeah. names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what was like your first, Oh shit moment for that? Oh man. Um, I definitely had an oh shit moment 
It was probably it was after the first couple of weeks. Okay. Um, it was a little bit farther into so the you semester. Thought you were comfortable. Yeah, I, had, <laughs> I thought I was comfortable, and um, this this relates to why the teacher had to come back into the room. But okay. um, we see we were there already, so we don't have yeah. to make him wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember. I think it was probably like right before or after spring break, but I got this email that my cooperating teacher was also on from a student. And this student was like, you know, this thing has really been bothering me. I don't really like to be a snitch, but I really need to, I think it's really important. It's starting to like, um, affect me in class. And basically the student was like, um, these five students have been vaping in class when Mr. (laughs) Sam is not looking. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like sneaking Uh, the jewel. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. Like, um, well, um, vaping, I guess the smoke dissipates really quickly. Okay. Um, and (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no, I didn't know that much about it. When I told people, they were like, that's like not even that cool. Like if you're going to get caught doing something, like make it something more like lucrative. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's so they, how are they? Is it just like mid less? Like maybe you're introducing the opening and then they just like sneak in a few puffs and then call it a, yeah, I think like one, maybe at, at some, you know, occasionally when I'm, focusing on some other students in another part of the room or <laughs> sure um, well, yeah, there's plenty of times when you're not yeah when i'm not it's like, almost impossible to focus on the whole room all the time i can't see the entire room the whole time yeah and i just like my jaw dropped i was just like really like <laughs> students are doing this in class like <laughs> what the is happening like holy crap so i'm trying to picture though like what's the thought process like are they like waiting you're thinking they're focusing on you but really they're just waiting for you to turn so they can just I, you know, probably <laughs> that's probably the case. <laughs> You're getting your reaction times down. Like you got, you got four seconds, get a good one in. <laughs> right. And I actually like look around the room a lot too. Like yeah. I'm not like I'm a scanner. Like I, mm-hmm. so I was very, I was a little bit impressed that they could pull that off. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Um, <laughs> I think at one point I saw like some like smoke or like haziness and I was like, there's no way someone is smoking in class. <laughs> like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. And I was like, what? And so I just kind of like dismissed it because, you know, yeah, like, why, you? why would anyone be doing that? Like, why would any mm-hmm. be, anyone be like stupid enough to do that in class too? Mm-hmm. Like I definitely had some judgment there too. Um, kind of justified though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I have no idea. I guess, oh, the student who emailed did say that at one point, one of the students used like a Dunkin' Donuts cup to like blow the smoke into. That's really could like yeah <laughs> that's amazing i, like, I mean wow. it's not good but <laughs> yeah so i guess that was a technique that they used dunkin donuts vaping in class yep <laughs> <laughs> that's, to- that's totally the episode title now i hope you know that <laughs> it was such a thing though i was like oh my god yeah, like, how really. do i handle this now <laughs> how so did you was your mentor teacher in there to just observe those students like i've got my eye on you don't yep. do it again yeah because we never actually saw them do it okay so um she came in there like to just be in the room for like right. an extra set of eyes. Um, and like the student that emailed us had named the students. Okay. So um, we kind of knew who was doing it already, but yeah, I was, yeah. So she was only in there like a day or two, but yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you a follow up? Yeah. Uh, the national student walkout. Were you, were you teaching while that was happening? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we definitely had that. We supported it because it's, you know, 
right to free speech and mm-hmm. they can, you know, we, we supported it. Mm-hmm. They allowed it for, was it 17 minutes for the, each of the 17 lives that were yeah. lost? Our kids decided, oh, let's take, you know, 17 hours. So they, <laughs> they just didn't come back. <laughs> but I remember I didn't have any students in one of my class. And so I was like, I'm going to just go see what's going on with the protest. Make sure it's like staying okay. And, uh, there was a bunch of stuff that was happening outside the school. But the biggest thing is as soon as I walked out of my classroom into the hallway, it smelled so strongly of weed. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I think I told it on this podcast earlier. It smelled like Bob Marley was just lighting up right outside my in classroom the door. Or, uh, not in the, in the <laughs> yeah, weed. He, in he the was weed? in the weed. In the so you see, Sam, how it works. It is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it smelled so strong the entire day. And the best part was that um, there's the we have two CPD officers that are in the building. Mm-hmm. And their office is like Kitty Corner from my classroom. And uh, I'm like locking up my door to like go like, you know, peruse. And then I just go. And then Officer Alex, he goes, yep, yep. That's that good. like we had this look like you smell that too. And then I was like, are you guys going to like search for it? And he's like, well, I guess like we can't <laughs> like what? Right. And so it wound up being like me and like some second floor security people that we were going through and searching lockers to try to find. We never did. Interesting. It, it yeah. disappeared. <laughs> it just dis- <laughs> it dissipated, <laughs> it dissipated. <laughs> like it was vape that, smoke. <laughs> it was that uh, quick, quick disappearing uh, blunt, whatever right. it was. It's, oh. it's all gone, just like the just like the smoke itself. <laughs> That's awesome, though. So, aside from kids uh, <laughs> using Dunkin' Donuts vapes in uh, in class, uh, do you have like a, a favorite moment from student teaching? Like a a prominent moment? I know I had one or two, or it was it wasn't in the classroom it was that outside stuff mm. did you have like a moment where like you had a student that maybe disclosed a lot that you didn't expect or maybe you people always talk about when you actually dig beneath the surface you understand a lot more about them mm-hmm. uh, did you have any moments like that I had one student who well yeah I had one student who I guess was kind of in the process of coming out as gay Okay. Um, and I never like I actually never came out to my students, Okay, but they would have to be completely clueless if they didn't know I was like queer or trans or both. Um, but which is actually very possible if, if people have never been like aware of or exposed to these identities, then that's very possible. But like, um, so not to like downplay that or anything. Um, but yeah, at one point I was, connecting with another teacher about the day of silence thing Mm -hmm. um where i think it's at the end of april that like the illinois uh safe schools alliance kind of helps organize and schools do like a day of silence um so i was like sharing about that because the student had been talking about um i'd overheard him kind of like interviewing another student about gayness and I was just asking him a little bit more about it and I was Mm -hmm. like oh like me and miss blah 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 are thinking about organizing this thing and he was very excited um which was cool and we didn't end up organizing that things got kind of crunched towards the it was towards the end of my you got a million things that you got on your plate yeah (laughs) but either way I think like yeah just to see like how he kind of was excited was really cool sure did he have a moment where he actually did come out to you I think that would be like a a tremendous like honor if someone Mm -hmm. feels that comfortable to come out to you like that? Or was it more so you could kind of tell that the world was opened up to him where he could feel comfortable and safe to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely, I think from that point forward, he was a little more comfortable with me. Okay. I could tell. So that was cool, but he never actually like came out to me or Mm -hmm. anything like that, which, you know, I obviously wouldn't 
I mean, so yeah, you're, but, you're in the classroom for what, 14 weeks? And yeah. So that's, that's understandable. It, it takes time to develop that, but. Absolutely. But I think, yeah, it was interesting to sort of find small ways to develop that trust with students. Sure. Um, like how, wh- whoever they were, however they were, mm-hmm. um, whatever they were dealing with. But, um, I think some of my other favorite moments were like, I guess around the vaping stuff, <laughs> like how we dealt with <laughs> how it, could it, which not? was yeah. like kind of hilarious, but like also mm. real. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what's going on? Why did you choose to do this in school? <laughs> right. I worked with my cooperating teacher and we didn't, we didn't do a one-on-one thing because we technically didn't see the students um, right. individually do this. So I addressed it with the whole class mm-hmm. and um, the way that we approached it was like, you know, um, cause you know, this was during the, um, the curriculum that was given to me for this class. Okay. And one of the issues that we were talking about, cause there were two issues that youth, um, with this organization had developed a curriculum around, which were, um, the legalization of recreational marijuana Okay, Topical. and, yep. <laughs> and, um, the electoral college. And we had just started the kind of related to, to vaping, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we had just been talking about recreational marijuana. Um, and we were talking about like arguments for and against legalizing recreational marijuana, um, in the state. And someone had brought up an argument about like people not understanding the context in which something is appropriate, like the context in which something like smoking sure. is appropriate. Right. Like um, it may be legal, but or being don't high. go to work high. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I brought that up. And I was like, let's take a little smaller example, like vaping. (laughs) (laughs) Subtle, subtle segue. Yeah. (laughs) And so like I talked about it, you know, and I was and I was like, I think it's also really important to remember like impacts and consequences of certain actions and behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, like if you were a leader in a classroom or how many of you want to be like a business leader or like have your own practice of some sort or a lawyer. Um, So I had them kind of step into like a leadership role idea of themselves. And I was like, what would, how would you feel or what would you do if someone vaped and it was against, you know, the rules of what you set for your employees or students or whoever in class? Like, how would you feel or what would you do? And so we had them write like, card like you know entrance slips on this and like (laughs) (laughs) um and and the students who i knew had been vaping in class Mm. um like i i i asked just kind of openly like how would you feel like if you were me these these were not anonymous uh uh, bell ringers or exit or uh, warm up tickets. No, these are okay. So they yeah, that would have been interesting though too. But yeah, <laughs> you could um, probably still probably figure out. Oh, these are the ones that did it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so those are the most interesting ones to read. But yeah. um, I like kind of openly asked it too to the students, and they oh my gosh, they looked so guilty. Oh. Like one of them even volunteered themselves. <laughs> oh jeez, unless they were thinking. If I actually volunteer, maybe I look less guilty. Yeah, maybe right. That, was their thought too. that would have been mine if I was in their position. Right. <laughs> they were like, I would feel disappointed. And <laughs> oh, like, they definitely had like a conversation with their parent about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind of heartbreaking. But. Yeah. So um, that was, yeah, that was an interesting moment. Um, yeah, it sounds like you handled it really well, though, especially within your first not even month. Like, yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive then. Yeah, no, I think it actually went really well. And so mm-hmm. I always like to frame it things in terms of like impacts and consequences, mm-hmm. because if students 
are just told, no, you can't do that, but they don't know why, or they don't understand the larger impact or consequence of doing something or whatever it is. Like maybe it's just because I don't personally like rules that much either, but like, I like to know like why or what's what's the point of this. Yeah. And what are the impacts? Like what are the larger impacts and consequences in the context for this thing? Right. Um, And so I was focusing on like the learning environment. How would this focus, um, you know, how would this impact the learning environment or other classmates or. And that's why in the moment I get frustrated when I constantly have the same redirections for the same couple of students, because Mm. sometimes I take that moment to say, here's what you're doing that impacts the classroom, other students and yourself if you're on your phone, if you're talking. But after like the 30, 40, 50th time in a, a school year, I find myself eventually just saying, do not yeah. do that right now without saying anything. And they already forgot that rationalization. And then I get frustrated because I want to go into that. Right. But I can't waste the time on it. Absolutely. Because I'm the same way. I need that. What is the impact? What's the point of this rule? It's not just punitive. It has some sort of substance to it. So Right. And But then, yeah, at a certain point, it's like you just have to take on that like I'm like an authority in the room and you need to put right. that away. So that's that right. tricky thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've even kind of like geared up and I like one student was like, here we go. Cause I was like, put it away. And then the student went off cause it's an issue for her every single day. And yeah, it's, it's cool when other students recognize it. It's also kind of cool when like, you'll see the occasional like student to student, like, Hey, put it away, man. Like we're not yeah. supposed to be doing this right now. We got, we got a, a do now to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that agency, which is kind of a, a point that you wanted to bring up. I think might, a little bit earlier than we anticipated it, but you were kind of wondering about instilling a sense of implicit mm-hmm. uh, motivation. Totally. Uh, which is, if, if you can come up with some sort of formula for that, I would pay you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that's one of the biggest things that I struggle with with a lot of my students. It, not just me, but anyone in our building. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's kind of like the thought process that you're going through? Like, Have you found ways that you're trying to implement it or are you just seeking out you know, different ways that you can you know, develop a strategy or a procedure or... Yeah, that's a good question. I'm such a newbie at that. Um, I feel like I got a a lot of really great feedback from my field instructor on this because it's something that he was really interested in too. Um, And especially in terms of like cooperative learning groups and what do you call it? Like... I did a lot of um, simulations, I guess. Okay. Oh, I love those. Yeah. So I I liked using those too. So like sure. using kind of these methods that aren't used as often sometimes, and sometimes right. teachers don't have the resources or space to be able to do that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of like cooperative learning groups, so I tried this with the freshmen and failed many times, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> like there's a timekeeper, there's a recorder, like those types of cooperative groups or yeah that would have been a really great thing i didn't break them up like that that would be another way to do it but it has a lot of flaws with it but but yeah yeah. but um like having them be in groups and having them one be accountable individually Mm -hmm. and um in terms of their groups sure so like they had the individual accountability and the larger group accountability with each other that like they depend on each other Mm -hmm. um and also like consequences so like immediate right, right. consequences and accountability if like, let's say they're like, for example, I would have a set of questions on the age of absolutism or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have like four questions and I would be able to kind of tier those questions too. So I could differentiate like, um, I know which students maybe, um, have different skill sets than the others. Mm-hmm. And so I can give you can probably also like who is just trying to get the work done and who is actually taking the time to truly analyze it to get those yeah. deeper level questions. But. Exactly. Yeah. So knowing, yeah. And then 
assigning the different questions to each student, um, having them be each accountable for their own question and for educating the other students about or like sharing that with the other students, teaching the other students in their group. Sure. Um, and like putting in accountability, like you need to initial which ones are yours and then also like sure. you're responsible for all those and there's going to be a quiz on it tomorrow okay oh um, yeah you're not kidding then like, yeah immediate so you need to now. know this yeah right. um and so but also it's like a way to build in social time but it's directed right um because my freshmen loved being social like they loved being social <laughs> they were so social which is great they were still yeah, curious right. they were interested in each other as long as you harness it in the right direction exactly but, yeah. so i definitely struggled with like how do you do that and then how do you also like have students then like in that situation get the consequences mm -hmm. um and take on their own learning right um because i wasn't giving them the answers so um yeah it, it it's it was tricky mm -hmm. and my field instructor was like, you know, it's going to be new for them and you're going to have to like be kind of strong and set up those structures right away mm -hmm. and then just keep practicing them. And eventually, like you might be surprised, they'll eventually get it, but it'll take time. Yeah. Um, so just knowing that like I will need a lot of patience and like fortitude, you know, just like all these things and like right. um, commitment to this thing which, right well and you have to know that you have to know it inside and out so that you know if you get caught with some off-guard question you have to know oh this is how this system works of accountability yeah. and group works so that i can maintain it throughout exactly like yeah. setting those boundaries for them right and like yeah absolutely and being um i guess somewhat uncompromising in terms of yeah. like yeah absolutely you know um yeah. what if you start are the bending too much then yeah it's gonna yeah. then everyone has a new um, what's the word benchmark for like what's acceptable behavior. Mm -hmm. So I could see that. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So was it somewhat successful by the end of the time student teaching or trending mm. upward or more never, or less? It's never perfect. You know? Yeah. I feel like I really started to get understand how to do that a little bit more towards the end. Okay. And so then at that point I was leaving, they knew I was leaving. Like I knew I was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. They're trying to get like those last minute extra credit things yep. before it's like solidified. Yep. Technically, your first group as a actual regular education classroom, was there like a, a difficult time saying goodbye to all those students or? Definitely. Like I was like, wow, I'm going to miss these kids a lot. <laughs> With the exception of that one kid. That yeah. I was surprised I did have that one kid, though. I mean, <laughs> we all um, do. it's just one. <laughs> actually, let, let me think. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, there. Like, I think it was just one that I was just like, I cannot like as a person, I actually don't like you. Right? Like <laughs> it happens. There's personality. We're, we're human. They're yeah. human, obviously. So it's going to happen. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, he happened to be one of the smartest academically like ac academically smart kids though okay so i was just like it was an added layer of like uh like <laughs> right Is, was it like combined with some cynicism and like trying oh, to challenge you um definitely cynicism okay definitely like just so i can handle sarcasm to a point mm -hmm. but to a point like at a certain point sarcasm crosses a line Right. And so I think like with him, that was tricky for me because I was just mm -hmm. like, are you joking? Are you being mean? Like, what are you doing right now? Right. Um, so I think personality clashing was definitely a little bit present. I mean, it wasn't terrible, you know, it, right. it was fun. Like we were functioning and it worked, but yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like there's, there's at least one of those in every, you know, school year that you're teaching. Yeah. So moving forward now that you're going to start, you know, job hunting, 
it probably might be a little bit frustrating to think like, wow, I started getting this ball rolling here and mm. now I have to take like a unintentional hiatus while I get everything in order and wait for the degree and wait for the license and mm. then interview. Do you think you'd want to be in a similar environment? Are you kind of, I remember I was worried about getting kind of rusty. Mm-hmm. Like my first demo lesson probably wasn't great when mm. I was interviewing. What are your thoughts on like where you want to wind up and what your steps are moving forward? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, I would love like if there were an opening at the school I soon taught at, I would totally like go all out for it. Um, I loved my school. I loved my students. Um, I was encouraging. Yeah. That's nice. I was pretty relieved though to be done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think especially towards the end after spring break, I started to get way too relaxed mm-hmm. on enforcing consequences. And I got a lot of feedback around like, you need to be more strict. You need to be more mean. Like you need to like do this <laughs> stuff. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like students are telling me I need to be more mean. Um, so there's something to think about there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think like I was relieved in that sense because um, I, you know, I was starting to lose like the follow through on the enforcing sure. the consequences. So I mean, you're human. I, yeah, I have a feeling towards I mean, I've still got a month left. But I have a feeling something's going to start to slip a little bit just because we're human and we're winding down and we just want to get through path of least resistance. But definitely. Um, absolutely. And I think like I was relieved to be done because I think it was starting to impact like how much I could actually cover in, in class. Sure. Um, um, I knew I was going to miss the students. I had wished that, I don't know. I was like, but I also want to keep teaching them, you know? So yeah, I had a lot of mixed feelings and yeah, I would like to be in a school similar, I think to the school I was at. Um, I love being in a neighborhood school. I love like, yeah, I loved the, like the actual like diversity of students, um, at my school. I loved that, like, I did student surveys at the beginning and I want to say pretty much almost every student spoke another language at home Oh, okay. and like a variety oh, wow. of languages. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, culturally, that's amazing, but it has to be such an uphill battle. Yeah. No, um, it was definitely interesting. Um, so like parent involvement was interesting, you know, oh, I yeah, barely talked absolutely. to any parents, um, which is another thing that I would like to do more of. Like once mm-hmm. I get that, you know, first year job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then I feel like towards the end too, I was really relieved because when they, you know, when they say like student teaching is one of the most intense times of your life, like that's totally true. But like in some unexpected ways, sorry, this is kind of going off here a little bit, but <laughs> okay. uh, right before I started student teaching, I, my partner and I broke up. We had been together oh, for two and a half years. It's okay. It was actually a really like re- weirdly good and enriching breakup. Oh, okay. And we we're like still friends. Um, oh, well, well, that's good. That's yeah. Encouraging. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, it was a really weirdly good breakup, but it was still a breakup. Um, so that happened like two days before student teaching started. Oh, wow. Um, and then like the last week before I was done student teaching, I got sick for the first time. So I was like very sick my last week. You held week. out for a while then. That's I did. Impressive. Yeah, I was, I was really impressed <laughs> with myself. Um, and then I actually found out that like a friend had died. Oh, I'm sorry. And so it was just like this weird like everything felt like it was happening all at once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so then I had like all this, you know, I was like trying to focus on teaching and I knew that I had to do that, but I was like sick and my friend had just died. And so I was just like, right. ah, I need, need to get through the week. Right, and right. I'm done. Um, body's so, just gripping down and then once it releases, then everything hits you. That's, yeah. Wow, I can't, that's... So it was like a weird thing and then it was like, how much of this 
do I share with my cooperating teachers? How much of this? Right. Like how, how do I, like, do I communicate to my students that I'm having a hard time? Like what, what is it that, you know, what do you share in those moments? Yeah, absolutely. And so it was just like, it was a weird, weird time. Yeah. It's it, 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 well, you're trying to grapple that in your personal life and then trying to figure out as a professional, how do I disclose or not disclose here? Yep. That's something that I don't know. I might have to crack open another one. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can take a, a quick break and then we'll, we'll pick up that um, where we left off. Totally. So for you guys, it's going to be the episode or the end of episode 35. Uh, for Sam and I, it's going to be a matter of a few uh, minutes. Uh, so if you haven't already, please make sure you rate and review, subscribe, check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Uh, I probably forgot something again. If you want to check out the other episode that Sam was on, that'll be episode 12. And you're also going to hear Sam on the upcoming episode next week. So make sure you tune in. Thank you for listening. And as always, class dismissed.